0: Hello and welcome to Magic to My Ears.
1: I'm Abby Filsinger and I'm Colleen Cullen and this is the podcast for everything and anything Disney.
0: Now before we get started on today's topic, which is going to be Dumbo, I just wanted to thank my friend Jasmine who brought to my attention that I made an error last week and it was a stupid error (laughs) that Haunted Mansion and Pirates Caribbean are in fact not in Adventureland they are in New Orleans Square and I knew that but it was like in the back of my mind for whatever reason that day so thank you Jasmine and for those big Disney people out there who are listening I am very sorry
1: (laughs) yeah and it's on both of us for not figuring that out especially because we've both been to Disneyland many times
0: many many times
1: Okay, Okay. so we're going on to talk about the animated classic Dumbo, the one that was released in 1941. Due to the fact that the new Dumbo just came out, we thought it'd be appropriate to address the old one. Yeah, so we're first going to talk about a little bit about what the movie was about, in case if anyone doesn't know, and we're just going to review it for fun. Alright, so everyone calls the main animated elephant Dumbo, however, his quote, name was Jumbo Jr. And so as we all know, he was brought to his mom by a stork because you know, that's how babies are made in Disney. (laughs) And as soon as he is revealed, it's shown that he has extremely large ears and all the other elephants uh, immediately shun him, call him the nickname of Dumbo. He's like Rudolph of elephants. Exactly. And so... They are immediately shunned but his you know mother's love and so she still loves him and later on because they're in the circus environment of being in the public eye eventually some boys uh see Dumbo and start tormenting him and so being a protective elephant mother true to her nature she attacks them however Uh, because it's a circus she's deemed mad and is locked up put into a cage and you know of course that leaves Dumbo sad alone and just in a spot where he doesn't want to be because none of the other elephants you know will take care of him you know the humans don't understand and so he comes across a mouse who's known as Timothy Q. Mouse and he sees Dumbo, understands that he lost his mom, or that he doesn't have his mom with him anymore, and becomes his friend. Um, at first out a sympathy, but then, you know, grows into a genuine friendship, which is nice. And his manager, I'm pretty sure they mentioned that, <laughs> I
0: think, which is funny. And,
1: and his manager, <laughs> because he does actually get him into an act, and it's the top of an elephant pyramid. And... That's the first one of where that gets him claim to fame, in the circus. Um, But he doesn't like it because, you know, it doesn't matter how much the crowd cheers, at the end of the day, he's still pretty much alone. So then his friend gets him to visit with his mom. And this is probably one of the most heart-wrenching scenes in original classic Disney because... They're playing the song "Baby Mine." Oh my god! And you know it's it's just this sad thing of where his mom's still in this box chained up, and he you know they can hardly touch each other at first, but then they shimmy into a position where they can actually touch. They kind of hug. Exactly. And then she makes a little swing for him so he can swing back and forth. And comforting. Oh my gosh, you're actually crying. <laughs> <laughs> She's tearing up. Oh, my goodness. I can't do it. I can't. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) let's go. Let's go on. So, and eventually they get to say bye and, you know, get a little bit more comfort from each other. But, uh, little Dumbo gets the hiccups and so his friend brings him over to some water. But the clowns in the tent spilt champagne in there. So, they get, I think, Drunk would be the right word for it but this in this drunk they hallucinate which i don't know about any of you but i've never hallucinated when i've been drunk i've been stupid but i haven't been (laughs) i haven't hallucinated
0: i mean i've never really officially been drunk so i wouldn't know yeah you've been like in that i've been tipsy. tipsy yeah you
1: felt it but i've been like wasted white girl wasted and you know to include in the disney podcast yes (laughs) sponsor me um (laughs) and i don't know what the heck kind of champagne they were drinking but i've never hallucinated but they hallucinate about pink elephants and if you don't know that scene Just watch it on YouTube, like, Or don't, because it's terrifying. I think it's... I think it's wonderful. I... Because the animation and just the idea... It's the same thing of Alice in Wonderland, of, like, who and what were you on to think of that? True, but... To this day, my brother Jack is terrified by
0: that scene. He will not watch it. He is twenty-four years old I was and gonna not say. afraid of anything. So when your brother, who's not afraid of anything, watches a cartoon and says, "I'm never watching this alone again,"
1: that's kind of bizarre. Mm-hmm. Yes. So continuing with the what the hell was in that champagne, um, they wake up the next morning because we all know about the morning after, and they're in a tree that obviously you can't climb it and you can't jump up there so how in the heck did they get up there and eventually they fall down and so they come to the conclusion that the only logical way that they could have gotten up there is if Dumbo flew them up so of course as they're talking about this you know crows overhear them and crows are like like you can fly like pshh Really? No, you can't. And then they start making fun and that kind of stuff. But eventually, uh, they actually start going on this theory and they give Dumbo a magic feather. (laughs) And then he reenacts flying, which is awesome and also impossible for a baby elephant to fly. But we'll go into the physics of it later. (laughs) So, eventually he, he is a flying elephant. And then, with that, uh, Timothy, his manager, gets a brilliant new idea for a new act to do in the circus. So, and it's the one of where Dumbo is in the highest building of a... is in the highest window of a building, and it's on fire, and the clowns are being firefighters, and, you know, trying to put it out, but, you know, of course, are just being hilarious and putting water in their own faces. So eventually he has to jump and when he jumps and starts going down he loses the magic feather which as you know some people who know uh how psychological things can help you then it that psychological support is gone and he thinks oh no i can't fly anymore however his friend timothy who hides in his hat is still there saying like you could still do it you can still do it and of course eventually he pulls up and flies and flies around the crowd and he gets really famous to the point of where he is allowed to have his mom be released and so she's in his like little private cart that he gets at the end of the train and then it's a Disney magical happy ending so he has little aviator goggles on
0: at the end.
1: Yes, <laughs> he does, and it's adorable. So that's pretty much of what's the main points of that movie. And I don't know about you, but in 1941, that was the year of the strike. Uh the one that we talked about in the first episode, the strike against Walt trying to get higher wages. And in the movie, there, there's a scene, you know, of the clowns running around, that kind of stuff. That is Walt Disney kind of poking fun at the workers that were on strike. So, with that, let's also get into some of the historical, you know, relevance of it. So, So now I get to deliver the horrifying historic mm-hmm. things about the actual elephant named
0: Jumbo. This was in the 1800s. I'm not going to go too much into it because it's pretty upsetting and there's no reason to make all of you cry. So um, Jumbo did have, he was abnormally large, but he didn't have like large ears or anything. He was just a bigger elephant for his age. Uh, His journey unfortunately started off with his mother being poached and the poachers um, sold him to P.T. Barnum's circus. And we all know circuses back then were not the best thing in, in the world. Mm-hmm. So he was not treated very nicely. He it's there's really not a lot that I can go into that's not horrifying, but the the point of it is that he did not live very long at the circus and he but when he was there he was this big he was like their big centerpiece for mm-hmm. the circus and after he died the circus kind of fell into disrepair. But his the the what they called him for the kids was the children's giant pet. And they used to pack, like, 30 people at a time on top of him. And, of course, I know he's an elephant, but maybe do, like, five or six people, not, you know, yeah. 50. But, so he was not treated the best. And when, later on, um, I, oh, God, I, I didn't want to, I wasn't going to bring it up, but it's not that horrible. But the scientists later on recovered, got special access to, um, Jumbo's bones.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: found out that his bones, he was a young elephant. He wasn't old. So mm-hmm. they found the bones and... He had the bone structure of, like, an 80-year-old elephant oh. because he was so poorly
1: treated. Yeah. And malnourished and just overall physically mm-hmm. abused. And so it just wasn't a good. wasn't good for anybody.
0: No. So, but um, on the more cartoony side, mm-hmm. where the, like, cartoon story came from was there was a 36-page book that was written by Helen Aberson and illustrated by Helen Durney. For the prototype of this novelty toy called a Rolla book, and it was never actually released. I couldn't find anything about a Rolla book. Nobody seems to know what it is because it was never made. Mm-hmm. But to my knowledge, to what I think it is, probably one of those, like, you know, the, the Nickelodeons, you know, those little things that you move and like the, the um, pictures move when you turn the handle. You put your eyes through it and you move them. Oh,
1: yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Um, so it was actually, Walt saw the story on the back of a cereal box. Mm-hmm. Which I think is adorable. And he looked at it and said, This looks like a fun little movie I could do. So this was after the downfall of Pinocchio and Fantasia. Mm-hmm. So his company needed to make a lot more money than what we, they were doing. And what's interesting that I found out was they were gonna when the movie was originally um announced, the LA Times was actually going to announce Baby Dumbo as the mammal of the month. Oh to be cute. Then unfortunately Pearl Harbor happened, so they needed to be more. They couldn't be as yeah, cutesy, some, you know. They okay. needed to give. They needed to give more important news. Bring than the that. actual news. Yeah. So he was Dumbo was still incorporated in the newspaper, but he wasn't the front page. Okay. Um. So the and the other um, really quickly the downfalls of Fantasia and Pinocchio not only because people didn't like them, but it was after um not that long after World War II, so mm-hmm. the Europe markets were kind of like tanked, so yeah. they couldn't really make a lot of money on them. But so for for Dumbo anyway, the he made a pretty good comeback. He mm-hmm. really helped Disney Studios. People loved that baby elephant. <laughs> they were really happy with the way it came out. It was really cheap to produce. It was only $950,000 to make. Mm-hmm. And that sounds a lot to me, but Bambi clocked in at around 1 million to 2 million. Wow. to make. So, um, we'll go back a little bit into (laughs) into why this was the way it was, but, uh, Colleen wanted to
1: mention. Yeah, so, after its original release in 1941, in that same year, it won for Best Original Score, and I did not write down the name of the composer, uh, which is a shame, because I know it started with a G. Um... (laughs) So it won that, uh, but it was nominated for the best song, which was Baby Mine. And that was nominated, but did not win in that same year. However, later in 1947, there was a film festival called Kane's Film Festival, and it won for Best Animation Design. And that was the last award that it won, um, but pretty, pretty big stuff for it to win. And that's definitely what gave Disney, you know, the reboot or, you know, the cash back in the bank in order to make up for the failure of Pinocchio and Fantasia. So. Do you want to talk a little bit about the voice actors? Yeah, I'm definitely, oh, I'm so into this. So. I absolutely have favorite voices of Disney, and that's because they tend to reuse people. So, the stork that brought uh, baby Dumbo to his mom. Mr. Stork. <laughs> yes, he, the character name was Mr. Stork. He was voiced by Sterling Holloway. And for those of you who may not know who that is right off the bat, you're definitely going to recognize his voice. He was the voice of Winnie the Pooh, Caw in The Jungle Book, which is another very famous side character. And also Cheshire Cat in Alice in Wonderland. And Roguefort in The Aristocats. So oh, for someone to have that many main side roles in a Disney film, obviously the voice is going to be recognizable. And, I, before I went, did the research for this, I didn't know this. So, Dumbo's mother, uh, Verna Felton, she was also the same voice of the matriarchal elephant in that same movie. Me and Dumbo? Mm Mm-hmm. In, in that same movie, she was two voices. Oh, so she was Mrs. Jumbo and another elephant. Yes, the main matriarch. The main one that shunned Dumbo at first. Oh. I thought that was so interesting because you absolutely cannot tell and not only did she do those two voices in one movie she also did queen of hearts and most famously fairy godmother later on in cinderella so that that blew my mind that she was one actress two voices and that's probably also why too uh that movie got such a big um Plus, because they didn't take that much to make it. Not only that, but her voice sounds
0: completely different in all of those roles. Exactly. <laughs> so that's pretty, I mean, Sterling Holloway, he's a great voice actor. I'm not saying mm-hmm. he's not. But you can kind of tell that it's his voice almost every time. Mm-hmm. But she that's a really different, like, from the Queen of Hearts to the Fairy Godmother, or vice versa, Fairy Godmother to the Queen of Hearts. Yep. Like, that's a really big difference.
1: I know. And so that's, that was one thing that blew me away. So she may become a new favorite of mine. Um, But the next one that I want to go over is Timothy Q. Mouse. And he was voiced by Edward Braffy, I believe. I think it's kind of like Trophy, but Braffy. And this was his only animated film. He actually was mostly a live-action actor from the 1930s to the 1940s. So after the 40s, he kind of retired because he didn't need to do anything else. But this was his only uh, appearance in an animated film. Hmm. And let's get to the big guy, Dumbo. Or the little guy. Or the little guy. (laughs) Main guy, let's do that. (laughs) So Dumbo was actually voiced by Mel Blanc. And he is known as the man of a thousand voices. And that's because he had a contract with Warner Brothers. And that's when they did Looney Tunes. He was the voice of almost every single character in Looney Tunes. Really? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. And something else that's really funny is he was the original voice for Toucan Toucan Sam of Fruit Loops. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. That's great. (laughs) And so there actually are a couple of quotes um, that say that there are only four real actors in Hollywood and the rest is, is Mel Blanc because he could do such a wide variety of different voices. He had such a range of overheating high, low accents, all that stuff. So he he really did earn that nickname. I've heard that name before, but I didn't wow, I didn't know that he was that versatile. Mm-hmm. That and then, you know, Dumbo, he did in Oh gosh. He did it when he was much younger, probably in his early twenties. And to go from that to where later on he became such a huge voice actor of where he was the main main guy i thought that that was astonishing to go from dumbo because you know he doesn't have many speaking parts but what he did he obviously made an impact yeah Yeah. i mean clearly Mm Hmm. Well, that's kind of (laughs) crazy yeah all right so what else do we want to get into uh let's see well
0: The reason Dumbo was a lot cheaper, as you mentioned, they used voice actors Mm -hmm. um, that they already used, but also, I don't know who knows what a cell is, but it's different, you know, like, when you look at, like, a film reel and they have those little tiny little squares? Yes. It's like that, but for animation, kind of, except, you know, they're Mm hand-painted, and they're individual um, little, I don't know how to... Say like how would I describe it? It's like a layer. P- it's like a layer. Yeah, it's there. You can like buy them now. Like they're like original Pocahontas cell or whatever. Okay. And it's how they originally painted the characters.
1: Oh. And they had
0: limited numbers of those instead of for like Bambi where they had a lot of them and okay. they had to use multiple people to. They had to use a lot more animators to do it. This was a very low budget project,
1: mm-hmm. and they
0: went in knowing it was going to be low budget, so they were kind of more relaxed about it. Hmm. Um. So Dumbo was originally going to. They thought it might be a short. But Walt was like, "Mm, I really want to make this a picture. Yeah. But it was only 64 minutes, which is... I know for animation, it's usually not that much longer, but for a Disney film, it's pretty short. Yes. So um, one of the distributors, which was uh, um, RKO Pictures, which is one of the big five from the original um, big studios in Hollywood's Golden Age, Mm -hmm. they told Walt to either lengthen the film or, again, to make it a short. Yep. And he was really not into that. He's like, you know what? I need to do this my own way. I need to make it just, just the way it is. Because if I add any more, it's just going to be, you know, little tiny bits of fluff, and I don't want to <laughs> add that in.
1: I know, and I love this quote
0: that you have here. <laughs> he said, you can stretch a story just so far, and after that, it won't hold together. That's what Walt famously said about Dumbo. I know.
1: Some some movies nowadays need to take that advice. <laughs> don't just fill it with crap you know i know because dang like i go into a movie at three thirty and then i get out at 6 it's like oh my god where did the time go like that's a couple hours i won't get back exactly
0: <laughs> and um walt actually originally it said that walt had a feeling from the very start dumbo was a happy picture which for the most part it is but there are some dark moments but it's for the most yeah. part pretty adorable
1: but i mean it has it's it has its up and downs just like every other disney film um, you know, it's gotta have some conflicts, things like that, and you know, at the at the very end of it, you know, you are extremely happy for for Dumbo. Oh,
0: I mean, you see little aviator goggles. You're like, okay, I'm set for the day. I know. It's so <laughs> I have cute. that image in my head. I'm fine.
1: It's so cute.
0: So the um a lot of the reason also it was very cheap was because from the opening drawing it just went straight through. It wasn't like they didn't have to cut a bunch of them apart. They didn't have to redo them. The first drawing to the last drawing, it was never altered. Oh. They just used what they had, and they were like, okay, this looks fine. Let's just let's just do this.
1: Oh, well, good thing it did look great. Yeah, I mean,
0: I'm sure if it didn't look right, they would have gone back, but it just happened to be like, you know what, they look great. Let's just add them.
1: hmm
0: And it was one of those things that they used a different kind of paint that was cheaper to do. It was oh. a watercolor paint, and so the backgrounds don't have as much detail. It's a little bit more like... It looks more hand-drawn than the other ones do. I know all cartoons obviously look like they're drawings, because they are. Mm-hmm. But the background isn't as, not as pointed. You know, you don't really see, like, little windows and, like, As doors. focused detail. Yeah, because, I mean, I think that works for this movie, because it's a circus, so it's more colorful and just, like, kind of everywhere. Yeah. And the characters don't have as much structure, either. Like, when you look at some pictures of, like, Timothy, mm-hmm. he just, like, his, you know, you don't you can't see every single finger. You can't see every single, you know, button on his on his outfit mm-hmm. but you can tell okay it's timothy mouse i don't need to see anymore it's fine like he's a yeah mouse. it gives it. you the main focal point and that's it and that's what walt used for this and it kind of turned out to be cuter that way in my opinion at least okay because i think if sometimes you have too much detail like okay for bambi i love that movie i will never watch it again because i will cry but <laughs> for that movie if you look at the differences it's very pointed and very like a piece of art mm-hmm. like everything was done like three times over everything was very was looked at in detail.
1: Closely. Everything
0: is very detailed, because mm-hmm. I think when you work in nature like that, you know, the flowers have to be pretty good. They can't just be, like, a big mush of, like, color. Yeah,
1: flowers, trees, yeah. all that stuff. And all the
0: animals have to look like animals. They can't just be little blobs. And, but, you know, in Dumbo, yeah. you don't see people's individual faces. You know, most of the time when you see a person, it's a shadow. It's a shadow in a tent. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have to use a lot of manpower to make little details on faces. Yeah. So that that really helped with um, saving money. Mm-hmm. And again they you know, they don't really use a lot of voice actors. Yeah, exactly. Because Dumbo doesn't really talk. I mean sure he makes the noises, but and Timothy talks and, you know, some of some of the clowns talk, but you can you, you can use other people for Yes, that.
1: but in uh as more of background characters you could give them um that role and then you could pay them and then just not give them the credited. Because yeah. obviously large actors will you know make more money if a film is more successful because they get credited with it so that i think that was another part of it as well is where they just have a lot of uncredited people in the, that helped to make this movie but didn't either need the contract or disney didn't want to write that contract of you'll get this many you know uh loyalties etc Mhm. yeah and I think you'll you'll
0: see that a lot in some of the Disney movies because mm-hmm. you there's so many little people that don't really need a big voice actor, but and this was one of them, and it actually turned out quite beautifully for the amount of that it cost.
1: Yes, and exactly.
0: even for the 1940s, that was really cheap to make a full length picture like that, especially full for like animated, animate. Yeah, because mm-hmm. cause, you know for full length like, um, live action, you could get away with a lot of other stuff that you didn't need to do in animation. Mm-hmm. But Animation, you need voices, you need people to paint, you need you know. You can't just have the painters do the voices. It's not going to work very well. Yeah. Um, and But what's really cool about this, mm-hmm. which you do see a lot in Disney history, is that they did bring in live elephants to um, draw. Because yes. they want to see the way that they moved. Mm-hmm. They did that in Lion King. They did that in Bambi. They even did it for, like, Snow White when they brought in um, a woman to portray Snow White so they could see how, she, like, the dress moved and everything.
1: Oh, yeah. They've done that for multiple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alice in
0: Wonderland as well. Hercules. Yep. That was mostly for the muses, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so they, that's, I think that was the most expensive thing they probably did, was bringing in live elephants. Probably. But, you know, overall, when I was reading about, like, what people liked about it, because it was a huge success. Mm-hmm. I thought that it wouldn't have done as well because it was really, it was more of a sadder topic. But, I mean, it still was cute, but it was a, it was a little sadder. Um, when they um show... The different characters. Again, it's very softly painted. Mm-hmm. It's more like... It's not a kid's drawing, but it has that lightheartedness to it.
1: Yeah. Um. The main uh character designer for Dumbo based it off of his own newborn son. Yes. So he has that slight human face. Mm-hmm. And which, you know, no offense babies, but you're kind of plain. <laughs> you're... <laughs> You mean our children don't have trunks? No! That'd be I terrifying. Mean, <laughs> as in they don't have uh, anything huge uh, besides, you know, maybe chubby cheeks or rosy cheeks. Something like that of where, you know, it makes their their face stand out from something else. And so it's very human, human-looking elephant face, which is very adorable.
0: Human-looking elephant face. That sounds more like a horror movie than mm-hmm. a Disney movie, but... I'll take your word for it. Well, it's a cute movie, isn't it? No, it's very, I'm not saying it's not cute. I love that movie. I can't watch it alone anymore, <laughs> but I do love it. You can not watch it alone ever. That is true. But the last time, I hadn't seen it in like, I don't know, eight years. And mm-hmm. one day in high school, I was like, you know what? I haven't seen Dumbo in a while. It can't be that horrible. Watched it by myself in the dark. That pink elephant scene I'm telling you made me cry from fear. Oh, I love it though. I know I'm a chicken, but that it's it's pretty weird. I mean mm-hmm. the elephants jumping out of other elephants, you know, in the different patterns and the, you know Well, I
1: mean it's it's definitely not a alcohol hallucination. It's some kind of drug. There was something else in something there. Something else. I don't There's something else in there. But um it definitely was what I would imagine being on a hallucinogenic drug would be like. <laughs> Which I mean, it's good that I experienced that, cause then like I'm good. I don't need to experience that, really. I'm good. When I was this? Pink... <laughs> what? When did you experience a hallucinatory drug? No, Pink Elephants was what? Oh, I, I was like,
0: what? <laughs> this is a whole new thing you're bringing up to no. me. No, um, that scene. There's something about it that just makes me very uneasy because yeah. it, it really—it's a kids movie, so it It be... could irk you, you know. But there, I don't know. Maybe it might be. You know, I think it's the song. The song is kind of creepy. Oh. That you know the da da. You know yeah. just, it's mm-hmm. there's this one part where they just say nonsense words and it just I don't like it. I'm not for it. <laughs> I'm not about it. I think they say bippity boppity at one point. I'm like this is not Cinderella. Do not try to pretend that you are Cinderella. This is not good times right now. Cinderella came out later. I know. I'm aware. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> um, maybe that's where they got it from. Maybe, but it, it was, I, I don't know. The last time I watched it, I, I was like, you can do it. You're an adult. Watch it. Watch it. I wouldn't let myself, like, skip ahead. I'm like, I'm going to watch this whole scene- and I think I was, like, 17 I was, like, sitting there, like, under a blanket. <laughs> like, this is awful. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's it's right on par with Heflumps and Woozles. Heflumps and Woozles, you know, from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. It's not quite as bad as Pink Elephants, but mm-hmm. it's not great. There's a lot of, like, hallucinatory, like, monsters in some of these movies. And I don't know why Pink Elephants is the worst of them, but it really is. I I don't like it. Because I think it's just, I think it's because he's hallucinating so much that he's actually seeing them, like, change color. It's not like he's just seeing, like, little pink bubbles, like, kind of turn, like, kind of look like elephants. It's like, yeah. he's imagining full-on elephants jumping out of other elephants, forming different kinds of lengths of elephants, different colors. There's mm-hmm. a lot going on in the span of, like, five minutes. <laughs> I, it is a lot. It's all... It's huge sensory overload. I mean, in, um, Fantasmic at Disneyland, mm-hmm. you know, they have pink elephants. Yes. And it's still terrifying. I thought it would be a little little better with people around me, but it's, it's really not. It's, um, it's pretty awful. Our producer was telling us all the time. <laughs> um, so it's, like, because in the show, I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's projected. I'm trying to remember if it's projected or if it's a live thing. I think it, it's projected onto the water. It's projected on the water, but then they also have people in the background, like, no, they have, like, little elephant, like, weird little, like, ghost things, like, on the stage. And that, to me, is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. It's just seeing, like, little, like, weird, like, misshapen elephants, like, dancing on the stage. I'm like, this is not cute. I know you think it's cute, but it's
1: not. I mean, I don't think it's cute. I think it's great animation.
0: Oh, it's beautiful animation. No, no doubt about it. It's very fluid and beautiful. I don't think it's meant to be cute. I don't think it's meant to
1: be horrifying, though, either. I don't know. I... I've never gotten my parents' opinion because this was happening when, you know, my grandparents were growing up, I was going to say, your parents are not that old. But my parents have seen Dumbo. They've seen all the Disney films because, you know, me. Yeah, but not on the screen. I mean, like. No, no, not on a big screen or anything like that. Um, And so I've never gotten their take on it. And that's what I'm wondering right now. I'm wondering what my parents, who are already grown adults, when they saw that first time, what was their initial reaction? Yeah, I would like to, you know, I I've now figured out
0: how to do the comments section. Oh, good! You can record. Um, I think people have to record a question for us, mm-hmm. like with like not just type it, um, but next to each podcast there is a button that says you know message. So if please tell us what you guys thought of Pink Elephant because I'd be really interested to hear what every everybody different agents ages liked about it. <laughs> Just be quiet. I can't speak. Just ages.
1: Ages. <laughs> yes. So if you're anywhere from the, you know, six to sixty range. No, really, mm. if you can speak audibly, if if you are not a toddler, mm-hmm. let yeah. us know. <laughs> yeah, I would love to hear the take of it on other people. We haven't gotten
0: any comments yet and I'd really love some comments. So if you guys are like kind of like, ooh, should I? Should I do it? Please do because it'd be really interesting to get other people's opinions on this that are not our friends who don't want to <laughs> lie to us cuz i feel like people are not going to tell us like what they really think. So, please tell us what you think so far. Um
1: Yeah, and and we're back. We're learning how to edit things. It's going really well. Yeah, obviously, as you can see. So, because we're talking about the original anime classic Dumbo uh, there was a recent reboot to the live action world from it and I have not seen that yet however Abby has so she does want to talk about it a little bit uh, without giving too much away because obviously I want to go and eventually see it at some point so uh, it is directed by Tim Burton And you thought that it wasn't a great idea to pick him, and let's hear why. I love Tim Burton.
0: I really do. Do not get me wrong. But I don't think this was the appropriate Disney movie for him to direct, because although it does have a little bit of a dark background, he made it darker than it really needed to be it's beautifully done it is beautiful to watch
1: Mm -hmm. like every part of it
0: is is very beautifully done
1: it's the the cinematography isn't the issue for you it's the plot of it i mean the first couple minutes you already see signs of animal
0: abuse and it's just upsetting to watch and i don't need that in my disney films like i like that the ending has a good has a good mention of conservation which i really liked Mm because i don't think it's said enough Mm -hmm. because circuses i think people like take for granted that circuses really were not like the only reason some people agree that they were good, was because it allowed people to see animals that they wouldn't normally get to see.
1: Mm-hmm. But in
0: my opinion, it's like at what cost, though? Exactly. But so again, I love Tim Burton. It was beautifully done. The score was beautiful. Weird kind of score for Dumbo, though. It sounded more creepy than like childlike. It sounded more like Edward Scissorhands music. And again, I love that score. It's really great. Mm-hmm. But I think if he was going to direct another Disney film besides besides Alice in Wonderland and Alice Through the Looking Glass, I think it should have been like Pinocchio. Because that would have worked for him. Because that's another kind of eerie that's a movie, darker, yeah. darker movie, and it just would. I think it would have worked better for his film style.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm gonna just repeat as many times as I can. Again, I don't hate Tim Burton. For anybody out there who loves Tim Burton, I don't hate him. I just don't think this was the right movie for him to direct. He did. He did a really good job for what he does.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: it was the wrong kind of. um... And then I don't know, wrong kind of theme. I guess. Yeah. But it's beautifully done
1: mm-hmm
0: and again it's I'm just gonna warn you guys it's not a musical they they do baby mine but like pink elephants isn't sung mm-hmm. Um, KC jr. is not sung there's a scene where Danny DeVito like sings it briefly but like not really he's like trotting around just like kind of singing it they have it in the background and they do mention Casey jr but it's not like you're not going to hear here comes Mr. Stork, you're not going to hear Pink Elephants on Parade, stuff like that you're not going to hear it. So don't get your hopes up about that.
1: All right, our producer wants to inform us of something.
0: 48% rotten tomatoes.
1: Not yeah, apparently great. it has a 48% on rotten tomatoes. Nice. The new one. The new one. Yes. Okay. All right, that's pretty showing. Mm-hmm. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty telling. Um people are already saying don't bring your kids to this. Well, obviously. But, I mean, there are going to be certain newer Disney films of where they try to uh, keep it kid-friendly, which I think the newer Beauty and the Beast is more of a, like, it keeps the same kid-friendly theme. Mm -hmm. Um, But The Jungle Book... It wasn't
0: as... I mean, it's still a Disney movie, though. I just feel like if you're going to do a Disney movie, you should make it somewhat... Like, obviously, I wouldn't say, like, take your four-year-old to it, but, like, it should be okay to take, like, your eight-year-old to it. (laughs) And people are even saying, like, don't take anybody below ten. And it's like, that's... Wow. For a Disney movie, that's kind of not great.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, I... What I really want to hear is, um, what was the cast like? Like, what was Danny DeVito? What was Michael Keaton? Um, they were
0: all really great. There mm-hmm. were no complaints about the cast whatsoever.
1: But I mean, the characters—like,
0: are they good characters? They're or good. Is it... They're good characters. But I would say some of them probably weren't necessary. Okay. Because there were a lot of bad guys at play, and it's like, okay, we all get it—you want to murder elephants? I got the picture. Mm-hmm. I don't need that to be hit hit me over the head with it. Because it makes the movie so hard to watch. Because it's such a realistic thing that would have happened back then. And it's just for an animal lover like me. I'm a person who can't watch Planet Earth, so mm-hmm. when I see movies like this, even with a CGI elephant, who, by the way, he's adorable, mm-hmm. I need that to be put on the record, he's adorable mm-hmm. and I want him, Aww. but he's so cute, and he's he's not a real elephant, and I you fall in love with him. Okay. And to see him through half the movie being, ups- like, just upset, obviously, because his mom isn't with him. But mm-hmm. it's it, it's so hard to watch because there's really not a lot of time through you're like, he's a happy guy. You know, he's never really a happy little guy. Oh, and okay. it's upsetting because it's, like, this is kind of a longer movie. And it's, like, I don't want to see him upset for the majority of the movie. Okay. Because, like, at least in the cartoon movie, he has Timothy. Mm-hmm. So he's a little bit happier. I mean, in this one, he has two little kids that kind of replace Timothy.
1: Oh, so Timothy's not even a character in this.
0: He makes a cameo. Like, there's a little tiny mouse in, like, a little outfit, but he never, he doesn't uh, talk or anything. Like, he's, okay. he's in it for, like, two seconds, and it's like, okay, that must be Timothy Mouse, and then he's gone. okay. But the two little kids kind of make up for it. hmm And they did a great job. I did mm-hmm. like that part about it, but at the same time, it's like, people talking to an elephant, it's like, he doesn't understand.
1: And yeah, the same between uh, how it was back then. Yeah, and... When they have
0: Dumbo perform, I don't like seeing. I I know obviously in the they had to do it because in the cartoon version they did it, but like with the whole clown makeup, mm-hmm. it's just awful for me to think about. Cause this is what something that happened. They would paint animals, they make them trot around. It just it's awful. I don't like thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And I have enough things that I cry about in my daily life. That I don't need <laughs> about you know animals. I don't need anymore. So <laughs> when when you watch this movie, it's. They do a great job with the realism of it, though, because and Obviously, live action. Yeah, because you know, a Dumbo spooks at a lot of stuff, which animals would spook at.
1: Oh, it's, okay. He does,
0: like he does what they tell him to do, but like when he's on top of the burning building, mm-hmm.
1: you know, he's freaked out.
0: Like, because in the cartoon, they don't really address that. It's like, he wouldn't just be okay with this.
1: Yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> in the cartoon, they kind of give him a more human understanding of, like, oh, I know this is an act, and this is what I should be doing, versus just an animal doing a task because they're told. Yeah, like, he's more of, like, I've just been told to do this, but mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, it's
0: upsetting to watch because, like, several times he almost falls off of things, because this is when he doesn't really still know how to fly yet. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's really hard. I would definitely see you to not take anybody below 10 to see this film. Okay. Because it's very upsetting. When I went to the theater, my mom and I, it was only me and my mom and then two other groups of families. And one of the families walked out. Because the kids were crying. And Really? They, yeah. So, again, it's a beautifully done movie. They did a great job with it. But I just feel like they took too much of a dark turn with it. They did too many liberties with the darkness. Mm-hmm. And... I just think with Dumbo, you need to make it a little more cutesier because it already mentions animal cruelty. You don't need it ever... It's like it's like if they did a live-action Tarzan and they made the poachers, like, the main part of it. Because, you yeah, know... They did a
1: live-action Tarzan.
0: I mean, Disney. Not, not any other studio. Okay. Like, if they made, like, the ending of the movie most of the movie. Oh, okay. It's the same kind of thing. They have some happy parts in Dumbo where, like, he's getting a bath and it's adorable and, like, he's, like... Playing with the with a feather and it's really cute. Okay. But the like there's the first like ten minutes it's horrible and then there's another like and a half an hour later there's another like twenty minutes it's horrible to watch. Mm-hmm. It just for animal lovers out there who are like me who are super sensitive and you know when you get in a movie you get sucked in. Bring a tissue, and don't see it alone. Oh. Uh-uh. Because <laughs> my mom and I were both sobbing through the entire thing. So, obviously, Baby Mine is like a, you know,
1: yeah, it's so just a heart wrenching scene. To but that begin was beautiful, with. that was
0: beautifully done, though. They did a really great job with that. Good. And to do that, they didn't have it in the background, they had one of the circus performers, like, she was around a campfire playing with the playing a ukulele and singing it. So, that was really beautifully done. Oh. I liked what they did there because, obviously, in a live action, like, they wouldn't like a voice isn't just gonna come from above and just start singing. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a little hard to do with live action, but pardon me. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm all good. <laughs> okay. Um, although what I really would have liked to see is a performance of like Casey Junior, where I would have liked to see people like hanging out of the train like seeing Casey Junior's coming down the track. I think that would have been kind of cute. But oh, uh, they didn't
1: yeah, do that. They kind but of that, s- that's definitely uh that kind of chorus uh that was definitely more in the time of 1940s. I know. But we
0: have so many, so much more resources now. We could have done it, and so much more money. <laughs> I know. Imagine what, if you have, if you have, um, uh, Colin Farrell money oh. and Danny DeVito money, <laughs> mm-hmm. you have money to do that. Probably. I mean the the people in this film. I mean, you had Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. Danny DeVito, Colin Farrell. I think that's it.
1: <laughs> that's, Those are the main. Oh, and um, main. Main names. Mm, what's his name? Uh, people, Tim Burton.
0: Mm, people wouldn't people wouldn't know him anyway. But um, an older actor from Little Miss Sunshine who played the grandfather. Alan Arkin. Thank you, Alan Arkin, our producer. Mentioned Thank you, his producer. Name. Thank you, <laughs> um, Alan Arkin. He he makes a little cameo. So that's another big name. You know, for people who you know most people
1: probably won't. It's not the style of it though. That's the style of the classic Disney's, not of these live action.
0: But what I but you know. Um, Being the Beast, they had a big chorus. You know, they had a bunch of big chorus scenes. What are you talking about? With the the first song
1: and uh, oh, well, Human that's again. the again the village song. Human again. That's with all the characters. I though. understand, not, but I'm just saying it's that, not like the same as you know having a chorus. Because how they did it in the movie was more of of voices coming down and saying. Yeah, but wouldn't it have been cute to have people,
0: like, hanging out of the tree and, like, you know, holding on the windows and going, Casey Jr.'s... I can picture it right now in my head. It's really
1: fun. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but then again, we have to think of who they're targeting right now. And I don't think that they're targeting uh, little kids anymore. They're targeting us. The, Which is The sad. older generation of Disney.
0: Which I think is sad, because it's like, this should be creating a new generation of disney lovers not just us because we're already i'm i'm there i'm here for it Mm -hmm. i don't need to be convinced to love disney any more than i do yeah let's convince people of a different generation to love disney because a lot of these little kids like i don't know if my little cousin has seen a lot of these movies i showed her little mermaid Mm -hmm. i don't know how many other ones she's seen yeah so it's like let's get people you know who are younger parents to take their really young kids to these things yeah. So, like,
1: because, you know, people... I mean, the, I don't think that's who they were going for in this one. And I think that's just kind of how it is with this. They took this movie that had a slight darker theme of where it was the animal abuse, and they took that, and because we are a generation of where a lot of more people are vegetarian, a lot of more people are vegan, uh, for animal rights, and also some people just prefer it. Shout out, by the way. Um, shout out. <laughs> yes, because I fully respect people who can do that. Oh yeah. Oh, my two of my two of my best friends are vegans. Uh, yes, I know. Yes, they're my friends. Too. Yes, they
0: are. <laughs> anyway, hi Jimmy and Shelby. Oh God. Um, <laughs> I'd
1: be the worst person on like a news anchor. <laughs> absolutely would be. But anyway, so the we have this generation like that's that's who were, that's who this new generation is going towards of where they're trying to make the world right. So it's taking that animal abuse and putting it into a movie of where it's kind of more fueling the fire. So I think that's just who they were targeting, and that's why it's not, you know, the classic Disney bubbly kid-friendly. Again, I agree with the conservation method at the end.
0: I I think it's wonderful, and I love that it's bringing more attention to it. I love the Mm -hmm. Disney nature films that they're doing. But the whole movie was pretty dark. It wasn't just, like, little bits that were dark. Like, the entire movie was pretty dark. But Uh, I'll be interested to see. However,
1: I have not seen it yet, so I don't know how I would feel about it. Because I am slightly different to how I perceive movies than you. No,
0: it is very true. And I'd be very interested to see what you think about it. And everybody out there, again, when you see it, if you've seen it or haven't seen it, when you see it, comment. Let us know what you think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would love to
0: hear. So I think we're going to wrap it up. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh... They're giving us the light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll tune in next week, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And um, if you have any ideas for next week's episode, please let us know because we're kind of still working out what we're gonna do. So um, if you have any requests or suggestions or things that you wanted to bring to our attention, and you know, just let us know and we'll we'll listen to them all and see what you think. So please, please, please comment. I really want to hear you guys. Um, for those of you who are listening. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. and anything you want to close on um I think that if we can get uh, some feedback from you guys that would be so so appreciated um if not then hopefully we will see you guys back here next week and we can either cover another Disney animated classic or go into a little bit more of history of Disney we'll see Yeah, well, there's a lot
0: of topics out there, so that's why we're kind of trying to reel it in and try and get some more feedback, because there's lots of different areas to explore, not (laughs) to mention Pixar. Exactly. We haven't
1: even dove into everything that Disney now owns.
0: Yeah, I mean, Marvel, you know, anything like that. So if you have a favorite character, favorite movie that you want us to bring up, please, 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 please please message us and let us know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you guys for tuning in, and hopefully we will see you next week. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right.